Delete Part 12 by Richard Moore. Welcome to your day of sanity. Come in and close the door. It will likely lock behind you, and you will be home, alone. Waste disposal will take care of your needs. At long last, undisturbed phenomena, without the heavy metal background of the street, will be yours for observation and response. Do you have visions? Do you think? Your mouth, do you open it for more than medication? I should know, I know that I should know. We've watched centuries erode the fortress, drain the moat, the poet's clumsy beast has reached its home and pray me whither with the gridlock of our power only the guns remain and are in use. Pure accident is beauty to be glimpsed. Your trembling only further clouds your sight. I in my home, you in your other place, harmonize the fading anthem of an age. The cracked bell of our liberty keeps time. A penny for the corpse you left behind. Keep on recycling all that you have heard before. Call it double bind, much like the deadbolt that locked the door that keeps you safe and sane. Ho, hum, Harry who? Oh, that's just a phrase found in a time capsule capped and sealed and shot up in the air. No, I cannot tell you where it fell to earth. That page was torn out years ago. It's chance that we have a fragment of that language left. Do your archaeology before a mirror. The canyons and the barren plains are clear. But where to dig for a ruined golden age of fiction? We were served with breakfast flakes. Say, have you forgotten this day of sanity? No problem. The heavy key was thrown away as soon as the door was closed and locked. You're safe. Someday the asylum may be torn down to make way for a palace of the mad. It does not follow that everything, anything will change. Choose your executioner by lot. Almost everyone is trained and competent. There are different schools, of course. Check out degrees. Fees can become an issue of your choice. And some may be in service or abroad as usual. Nothing simple. It's all part of the grand unraveling that must take place before the new line can be introduced. Prepare now. Don't be shocked when the music starts. The New Year's fashions may feature pins and nails. Welcome to HSV Progressive. I'm Joy. And today we have a really special treat. My friend Amy Fahimi is here. And uh, and we're going to talk about um, uh, rental assistance issues in Madison County and the state of Alabama. Um, Amy, could you please tell everybody something about you? Uh, yes, my name is Amy Fahimi. I've lived in um, Huntsville since 1987. I'm a Grissom grad, class of 92. I went to UAH, class of 97, and um, I got my master's in 2000 in UAB. But then, of course, back home to Huntsville, 
Um, I really, I've had a lot of different jobs here in social services. Now I work for a program called 211 through Crisis Services of North Alabama. And I really love working at 211. Um, 211, for those of you that don't know, is information and referral. So, for example, if you call 211 and give us your zip code, we can um, give you resources for whatever you're looking for. Like you might want help of get, getting financial assistance with rent or utilities or clothing closets, food pantries, shelters, uh, you name it. And actually, um, 211 has evolved uh, since COVID and brought in new contracts and programs. So, for example, uh, let's say that you, um, you want food pantry food but you don't have any transportation. Well, guess what? You can call 211 and um, through the uh, food pantries like Salvation Army, we can, within a few minutes on 211, we can schedule you a DoorDash order. Uh, so we have that, we have- um, Don't you also like do Lyft or Uber? Yes, or something? yes. Um, it, there's a program called Ride United and it's limited. People can get 10 single rides or five round trip rides to either medical or employment appointments. Uh, that's through United Way. Actually, um, Mazda Toyota is, is one of the ones that donates money to that. So anyway, there's that. We also um, do referrals um, to the K through, K through 12 um, homeless assistance program in Huntsville City Schools. So for example, if you're in that situation, we can help you coordinate with a, um, a homeless liaison at, at the, the school to get those services too. So there's that. Um, you mentioned that- There's COVID, there's COVID yeah, help. I was about to ask about medical stuff. Go ahead. Okay, and also, um, we also do referrals to Alabama Department of uh, Public Health. And so let's say you have COVID, and you need some help like getting food or prescriptions delivered, or you, you need a hotel for quarantine. If you have a diagnosis within five days, you can call 211 and um, we'll, we'll get ADPH to call you back and get you the necessary services. Now that's not just Huntsville, that is all, that's all counties in the state. And um, 211, the crisis services office, we cover um, five Alabama counties. So, um, uh, so DeKalb, Jackson, Limestone, Madison, Marshall, and Morgan County are our coverage areas. Outside of there, it goes to other 211 call centers like Birmingham. Cool. Well, it sounds like you guys are, are uh, uh, really do, do have expanded and are covering a lot of needs. And I'm so glad to have you on and learn about this. Thank you so much. For oh, coming. I'm glad to be here. So, and I, the thing that precipitated my asking you to be on is that you uh, have a, an article published in uh, Bama Politics um, and um, about, it's called Strong Reasons Why the Now Defunct Madison County Emergency Rental Assistance Program Was a Complete Debacle. Um, uh, and it's a mouthful, I know. Yeah, and I'm gonna um, definitely link to this article. I want you guys to go and look at this um, in the show notes. And I will also say that you can um, you can contact uh, Amy 
through through the article, I mean, her name is obviously an author on the article, so you can find her and and uh, and her name and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I think that you uh, went to the trouble of writing a little skit for us yes. based on the article. And I just want to tell all my listeners that I am like the worst actress in the world. Uh, so <laughs> have some patience with me. But me and Amy are going to do a skit based on the content of her Bama Politics article. Are you ready to go, Amy? Yes. And just to let you know, the title is, the title, and just a background on it. Um, last year, there was a a TV commercial for uh, Madison County Emergency Rental Assistance Program. So now this is this skit. It's gonna. It's called the Madison County Emergency Rental Assistance Program second TV commercial. That's what Joy and I are going to be doing. Okay, good. So I don't uh, somebody who's like a, a public service or somebody like that on a TV commercial. You wouldn't expect them to, you know, necessarily be a great actress. So I think and TV commercials are hokey anyway. Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay, you ready to go? Because I have the first line. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, action. Hi, Amy. It's good to hear from you. It's been a while. I can't believe it is already October 2022. So how are you doing? How are you liking your new rural Madison County apartment? Not so well, actually. A month ago, my son got COVID, and then I got it too. He missed a week of school, and I missed two weeks of paychecks from both jobs. Now I'm also, I'm almost a month behind on my rent. I really don't know what to do. Community Action Partnership is out of funds till the end of the year. My landlord told me that I'm facing an eviction notice soon. He said he's willing to work with me though, and he is gonna give me some time. Why don't you uh, just apply to the Madison County Emergency Rental Assistance Program? I saw a professionally done TV commercial for it last year. There is federal funding available, which you would definitely qualify for with your low income and how COVID-19 has affected your family financially. Trust me, I already looked into it. There is no way for me to apply because I live in Madison County, but outside of the Huntsville city limits. The Madison County Commission got their federal funding for emergency rental assistance programs separate than the rest of the state and also separate than Huntsville City Government's ERAP program. The Madison County funding was only available for five months. It started June 1st, 2021, and then suddenly ended November, 2021. Their link through the Madison County Government website says page not found. The customer service number is out of service. The state and Huntsville programs have been going continuously since March, 2021. The commission didn't even pursue the second round of COVID ERAP funding like Huntsville City did. It is so unfair. Well, that can't be right. Surely you can apply to either the state or the city application since the out of county application closed back in November, 2021. Did you even bother to follow up on it? You know, the Madison County government has a generic contact form online where you can enter your questions or you could call their main phone line. I have tried so hard already. First, I went to the state application. I got, I got shut down on question 5A when it asked me where I lived. Then I tried the city of Huntsville application and put my address in the search box. 
It said I was disqualified because I live outside of the Huntsville city limits. I called the state customer service line. They were very nice, but told me my address disqualified me from the state application. When I told him that Madison County Emergency Rental Assistance Program was also unavailable, he said, sorry. I know he just works there. I also asked for a callback from his supervisor. That didn't happen. I also entered my contact info of the Madison County government generic online contact form. Never heard back. I called their main line. The lady didn't act surprised by my situation and rattled off two phone numbers for me to try. Huntsville Housing Authority, not helpful here. And one number she called a federal HUD number out of service. Wow, you really did try. How about just call 211? Anyway, I'm sure it will all work out somehow. So who are you voting for November 8th? I'm definitely voting for Dale Strong, the Republican, instead of Kathy Warner Stanton, the Democrat. Who's ever heard of her? I saw on Instagram that Dale is having a big, lavish party on election night. He must be the right choice if so many people are willing to give him such big party money. I need something to take my mind off this impending eviction letter, too. Amy, do you, you do know that Dale Strong is the chairman of Madison County Commission who was in charge of implementing the Madison County Emergency Rental Assistance Program, don't you? Uh, no, I, I didn't know that. Maybe I could talk to him about the situa my situation at the party. Or you could attend a Madison County Commission meeting on the seventh floor of Madison County Courthouse every Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. Uh, sorry, every other Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. Make sure you get there early to sign in or you won't be allowed to talk. The next one is November 9th. I have to work. I have to work then. Besides, I may be too tired after the big election party the night before. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yay. Okay, that's it. That's our big acting skill. Hollywood's <laughs> a knock-in, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, um, I, one thing that, um, you know, I like the, the, uh, the, obviously from the name of your article, which starts with strong, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's intended to point to Dale Strong. Mm -hmm. and you, you definitely talk about him in your article. Um, and, uh, yeah. And actually, yeah, actually I felt okay using the pun because he uses the pun a lot himself, like strong yeah. on Alabama, you know, this kind blah, of thing. Blah, blah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, I am gonna, I, I'm just gonna say that uh, you guys stay tuned because I'm going to give some, uh, personal notes from the latest Madison County commission when we get done here with Amy to go on this podcast. So I'll have a few things to say. Dale Strong was here this time this week. Anyway, um, so uh, it, it, so how responsible do you think, I mean, directly responsible, do you really think that Dale Strong is for the, the way that the ERAP came, fell out in Madison County? Well, I, I think um, he is the chairman of the commission. And I think, you know, of course, that the, the they uh, commission votes on things. They make decisions together. So, I mean, that, so of course, anytime you're the chairman of a committee, then um, 
yeah, you're going to have some responsibility. And also the fact, you know, I, I think of the question, I, and I see how this, this process got so fundamentally broken because, you know, people say, okay, you've done an opinion piece here. Well, did I? I mean, I gave in the first paragraph of my article, I walk you through how to go to the state application, how to go to their frequently asked questions page, how to scroll down to the Madison County link, and how to see that that Mount, uh, Madison County link says page not found. So the state application is telling you right off the bat, you are not Apple, you are not eligible for that application because Madison County did their their funding separately and you need to go through them. And because the, the website and the, the phone number are both there. The website, it says page not phone, the customer service, if you dial it, it says out of service. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm showing proof positive that that's a failure. Yeah, that's not an opinion piece. It's the, just, it's the truth. It's a fact <laughs> ed, not a yeah. top ed, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to take a second to say that in Huntsville uh, City Council, they're frequently just call it ERAP. And I just want to tell my listeners, if you hear that ERAP, this is what we're talking about, the Emergency Rental Assistance Program. These government people love their acronyms. So just listen for that. This is exactly what they're talking about. So why do you think that Madison County elected in the first place to not let the state handle, I mean, how many counties did, how many counties didn't just let the state handle their no, there, there was several other locations which are also listed really clearly on the state application. There was um, Mobile, Baldwin County, there was City of Birmingham, there was um, there was Jefferson County. So there uh, there there were and other City of Huntsville also is different. Yeah, yeah and, and I you know at the very start when this whole thing was just starting out, I really did ask myself that question. And my opinion as far as I think Huntsville has done a very good job. I think um, they've kind of grown and evolved and it's gotten, I, I really is my opinion that Huntsville has been doing a good job. I mean, nothing's ever perfect, but my, my feeling was Huntsville city, they had the um, case management in place because agencies like Huntsville assistance program, Catholic center of concern, um, all these agencies are working together to provide the case money management necessary to support the applications. And I, I honestly think, um, you, know, it's, you know, it's through Huntsville uh, Community Development. I think that they probably thought that they had the ability maybe to do it even better than the state and they wanted to have more control of the process. So that's my thinking on that. I mean, I don't work for the city of Huntsville myself, but anyway, so to me, it's, it's a, that's the million dollar question. Why did Madison County government also elect to do the funding separately? Did they have to because Huntsville, did? I, I don't know. That's, that's a question. See, sometimes a lot of times my article has a lot more questions than answers. Why was that funding done? I mean, also something that's listed in the article is, and this is actually, if you go to the Madison County government webpage, this, and do a search in the search bar, um, emergency rental, um, the, what comes up is their, um, their call for, um, 
for um, case management, their, uh, their call for um, getting the program implemented. And they didn't even start that process. They didn't even put a call out for the contracts until March 24th. Keep in mind the state and Huntsville City already had the program up and running before Madison County even asked for case management help. And so, so like March 24th, they started that process. They had a date, I think it was in April or, or I have to look back at the, you know, to actually um, decide on who was going to get the contract. So, so then they suddenly they start the program June 1st. I mean, sounds like a rush job to me. I mean, I don't implement government programs, but sounds like a rush job. Well, that's March, April, and May. Mm-hmm. Well, it started June 1st. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody else started in March. So there's already three months on the front end. Right. Madison County. I mean, could you get, uh, if you applied when it started in June, could you get retroactive assistance for those first three months? Now, when- what, it's, what it says on the state application is if people were in a situation like Madison County where you had those like three months of no coverage. They said people could, um, you know, have applied for the state application before June 1st, 2021. Okay, so that even, um, you know, caused even more of a black hole of understanding because what happened is in Madison County, okay, let's say you did go, um, you know, ahead and did the state application well, guess what? June 1st rolls around. They're saying, oh, no, you should have done the Madison County application, not the state. Well, how are you supposed to know that at the time, of course? Well, I mean, you know, people just see a TV commercial. Well, they just see, OK, well, um, there's there's funding. We go to this. I live in Madison County. I'm going to go to city of Huntsville application. I apply. I'm going to go to the state application. Um, if you call 211, we were aware we can we can um, explain. We did. I, I have literally explained the situation hundreds of times to hundreds of callers. Uh-huh. So um, one thing that I saw, WHNDT did a lot of reporting about it. So I went. And of course, anything on the phone line is strictly confidential. Uh-huh. At Crisis Services and 211, we do not tell anything that a caller would ever tell us. We just yeah. do not. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, um, you know, there was just this, this massive confusion over which application. Now, another complicating factor is if you, if you live in Huntsville city limits, but you live in public housing, then you have to do the state application. Now that is, uh, that is uh, written on the city of Huntsville's application. But, you know, some people don't want read fine print well as others, you know, I mean. I don't read you know. fine print. Well, it's not I fine mean. print, but I mean, you got to be reading every line to catch yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so in, uh, in other words, there's maybe problems with, gosh, there's just all kinds of bureaucratic mm-hmm. problems with this, uh, mm-hmm. which makes it a sort of a, a transparency and accessibility problem. For yeah, and, the service. right. So, yeah. So we wonder, you know, we, we have three levels here. We have the state, we have the city and we have the county. And so there, those are all separate funding. And it, it was just so tragic how people that lived in the county, 
but not in the city got locked out of the funding. Now think about, think about this for a second. Okay, what major entity is in the county, but not in Huntsville city limits? Hello, Madison City. The entire city of Madison is locked out of this oh, process. God, I didn't sure. Know yeah, that. yeah. Three five seven five eight three five seven five seven. You know, other count other uh, zip codes too. Hazel Green, Meridianville, yep. Tony. I mean, yep, yep. And yep. and I mean, um, was Paul Finley aware of this? I emailed him about it. Uh-huh. You know, did I? Did he respond back? Okay, who's Paul Finley? He's the mayor of Madison. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't keep everybody straight. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so what other things um, did you want to highlight about this? So, so that was a major theme of the article. You know, there's it's a lot of confusion when you have different funding sources and different applications and nobody's telling the general public about it, you know. How do you think it... it so there's two issues to me here. Um, one is uh, maybe everything should have been handled by one entity, you know? Mm. Uh, Amen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, and, and the other issue to me, okay, and I don't know how much you listen to my podcast or not, but I do. I, uh, in fact, uh, the last time I reported on, um, watching Madison County County Commission meeting, by the way, I watch it um, whenever I get to on Wednesday mornings, it is broadcast through the Huntsville City Schools Mm. uh, closed Mm. circuit. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if you can't get there, that's at least a way to see what's going on. Now, the like a lot like the city Huntsville City Council, it's there's not a lot of process they just go through a list of things and almost always there's no discussion. There's a, maybe a little bit, the, the county attorney will explain what's going on and then the commissioners go, yeah, we want it, you know? So it's clearly like everything's already been mm-hmm. set before it uh, yeah. gets mm-hmm. onto the agenda. Um, so you've used yeah. the word performative on yes. your podcast. So yeah. I would say that applies, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, um, um, it, it, but it, I, and I've talked about how it's, it seems to be fueling the, um, nonprofit industrial complex. Yeah, actually that was something that you had said on a previous podcast that I really like was going to bring up here too, because, um, that's, that's a, a really big issue. Like for example, I'm not naming any names here, but, um, if a, a shelter is getting um, federal funds and then the whole program centers around Jesus in their newsletter, I mean, you know, yeah. w- let's talk about that, you know. Yeah, there's no there, shelter and not accept Jesus as my personal savior. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, that discriminatory aspect of it that can creep in when the government's not taking care of things, when the government is required to, uh, you know, obey at least like the, the, the amendments of the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the bill of rights, right. Um, the, uh, that, uh, or the amendments to the constitution, including ones that came after the bill of rights. Yeah. Now, God. now, no, um, I, I, I do think of, you know, specialization because there's so many different um, special services required, but you're right. I mean, you could have that through the government, you know, yeah. 
I mean, you, you talk about on your other podcast, having the middleman and uh-huh. that, that, um, that nonprofit is the middleman. And it's just and it, siphoning mm-hmm. resources off. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the workers too, they're going to get paid better through the government than, than through the middleman, you know, yes. that's getting, right. you know, a little piece of the puzzle. So, and uh, the government can, you know, we have this rule in Alabama since some, uh, local governments tried to change the local minimum wage Mm -hmm. the alabama um, state legislature made a rule that no local government can change you know like huntsville cannot change the minimum wage for huntsville but they can decide what their minimum wage is for their workers Mm -hmm. you know that they won't hire anybody in for less than this that or the other thing um you know so there's a workaround but you get to keep your cheap labor force if it's Mm -hmm. not through the you know the government or you know with their pay scales and things like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um uh and why, so that somebody makes money off of it. Cheap labor is entirely predicated upon somebody else is making money off of that mm-hmm. labor. Mm-hmm. And it, that- I mean, I, I could go into this subject so hard. Yeah, we could. I really you know could. I could too. Yeah. I, I could, but you know, I also like uh, have it a nonprofit job too. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. Like- I'm just kidding. No, I, it is though. It's a double-edged sword. We, this is where we live and this is what mm-hmm. we got to work with now, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it, anyway, anything else that you wanted to bring up about <laughs> getting assistance? Um, well, I encourage anybody um, that, that wants to get assistance, um, call 211. Now, I mean, we could also help walk you through the process, look at the application. Now, one thing I didn't mention before, and we're actually, we're very proud of this on 211, we actually uh, are helping city, we have a, a contract through Huntsville City Government to help administer the program. So when people need customer service help for the city application, they call on 211. I can actually go into the neighborly software and um, check on your application tell you where it is in the review process, who the reviewer is, um, who to email, and I'll even help people, um, you know, I'll tell people what to put in the email. Just, you know, I say, well, ask the reviewer, do they have all the documents they need for approval? What is the time frame for approval? This kind of thing. That, that's got to be part of why you say Huntsville's running their program a whole, you know, like really. Yeah. Well. And Huntsville did, you know, when Huntsville, they um, applied for the second round of funding and of course got it. And we got a, um, our contract renewed with the city to also keep um, continuing with that. And so it's really been a very, um, very good partnership that we're, we're both proud of. So, uh, I, you know, um, I think uh, that I noticed that my character in the skit was a little bit cold-hearted no I don't yes I'm gonna just say Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. like are you sure you've tried everything you know Mm -hmm. and and yeah yeah there were exactly like there was the one well did you sure you did you follow surely that can't be right you know yeah exactly it it is a little bit like you kind of you have that cognitive dissonance like okay this person is understanding something wrong and surely this would not go on at a government level where um 
the, the city and the county and the state were not communicating with each other or somebody was off campaigning instead. I mean, let, I mean, look, look at uh, Dale's busy schedule. You know, he won the primary against Casey Wardinsky. Uh, there was a lot of, um, you know, activity there. I mean, how much time did he, you know, um, have to look at Granny Joe's um, application status? You know, I don't know, maybe yeah. he did, so. Yeah, so, but but I, I'm just, you know, I just wanna make sure that, that um, that part of the message here is for people to be a little bit maybe more charitable and under, under yes yes people yes that are exactly exactly yeah. because uh, there's a tendency to blame the person that's looking for the information oh you must have gone to the wrong website you must have called the wrong phone number you must have misunderstood you didn't um you know you didn't follow up correctly so there's that, we, we just wanna blame the person looking for the, oh, you had to work from eight to five and couldn't call the customer service line. Um, one thing that I, and actually I did, actually the day that, uh, the day before this article was published, I wanted to make sure that I was saying like the most recent current thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it was about, I don't know, like October 22nd or so, I called the state um, ERA application. And I asked him, you know, that, that scenario, okay, I live in Madison city. I want to do the state application. Am I allowed? They said, no, because you are, um, Madison County and they did their funding separately. And then I, when I explained the situation, he just said, well, I'm sorry. So it's not like I, I was reporting this from, I mean, I did check on it six months ago, but this is like uh -huh. the most current information. Uh -huh. This is what, and, and, and also, it was not easy to get through to that state customer service line because I tried once, I waited a long time, and then I put in my phone number for a callback, didn't get one. Then two days later, I did it again. And then two days later after that, I was lucky enough to answer my phone and I got a callback after two days, not within like an hour or something. Yeah, you know? no, uh -huh. So it's not that easier to get you to get in through with these with these customer service lines either. So it's do you just, think that's because they're understaffed or, or I mean I know. you know there's just a lot of people calling at this and now actually the state did two other customer service lines also had called the main one but there's just a lot of people calling to check on applications and so that sounds like they're understaffed yeah, probably. Yeah. So in yeah. other words, some of that money that's going to the, the people running the nonprofits could be paying for more people on the phone to help people, you know, or, or like, for instance, at um, like first stop, the case managers that help homeless people, we could probably use more of those, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I get like you. Said, yeah, but that, that's I a good go yeah. on, on and on and on. About yeah. Yeah. How... And also, also to us as um, social service professionals, it's also intimidating, too, because you feel like you should be the knowledgeable one and you should have all the answers. And if you don't have the answers and you email somebody important, you're going to look dumb like you should already know your job kind of thing. Yeah, so there is a certain intimidation as professionals to be the one asking the dumb question in the room when maybe other people in the room don't know the answer either. So, you know what, you're bringing up something I tell, you know, I'm, I'm an educator and I talk to students and their parents all the time about this. Uh, you know, 
and I think it's kind of tied up with the advent of social media, honestly, that there I've noticed in the classroom, a growing reluctance for students to speak up and say, I don't, can you, I didn't catch that. Can you, mm-hmm. you know, and ask questions or go, yeah, you know, I tried this on my homework, but I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to do it. Could you show me how to do it? Right. Like stuff. There's a, a sense social media. I don't know. I'm, this is a totally, a, I've run no, you know, scientific study of this, but it really feels like people are, are, are super careful about, you know, not looking stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and, right. And, and I tell, I tell people, uh, my students and their parents all the time that, one of the biggest predictors of success in college is a willingness that you, if you can learn it in high school, before you get to college, a willingness to be able to ask for help. And absolutely questions. And I, I'm like, I think I hear you saying that this is not just a predictor of success in college, but maybe, uh, okay. So maybe success in life, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because the more we, the more we understand, the more that, we, that we can help people, and uh-huh. we can do our jobs effectively and feel uh-huh. confident about it. So, uh-huh. and I think um, a last theme that I'm thinking of, about this whole, what we're talking about is, you know, when, when uh, this is really, I mean, it's, I think it's especially true for social service jobs, but it could be true for any kind of job. What, what what kind of feeling do we have as workers that we can go, and I'm not saying even to be a whistleblower, but to to feel like we can safely go to talk about our opinion about what's going on with the government or with a, a company, and we can broadcast it on social media or regular media for that matter, and not feel like our job is in danger. You know, I mean, I, I certainly feel like um, I feel good, like with crisis services, I really feel like supported and I can speak my mind and um, say what needs to be said, ask questions. I, I feel really good in this job, but there's been jobs before that I haven't felt that way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's just a, a wider question. And you have this concept of social media. Okay. So Right now, am I talking to my friend Joyce through a communication device or am I blasting out my opinion on the media? Yeah. Uh, which is it, you know? I, I that's, uh, you're the first person that has really ever called, come close to calling me the media. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of consider myself to be uh, anti-media, you know? Okay. <laughs> the anti-media particle, you know, if I meet the media, we'll self-destruct. Um, <laughs> hey, so, keep but, keep putting it out that there on Twitter, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> social media, um, uh, uh, so uh, I'm gonna you. So you do you want to tell people how they could contact you? What it, you know? I, I think we discussed that this this script is like or something like it. it yeah, be happy absolutely, absolutely. I I wrote this script just as a learning tool. I just wrote it so people can understand my wonky article. So um, so please, if you wanna do an impromptu uh, play about it, you just wanna take it and um, put it on your social media, please do. Um, it's really just a tool for understanding. So it is not copyrighted, so email it, uh, 
put it on your Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can reach me. My name is Amy Fahimi. First name is A-M-Y, last name Fahimi with an F, F-A-H-I-M-I. So I'm at Amy Fahimi on Twitter, Amy Fahimi on Instagram, Amy Fahimi on Facebook. Even if you want to email me, amyfahimi at gmail.com. So, um, you know, I'd like to, I would welcome anybody's feedback on the article or this uh, skit that we've done. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll put, again, I'll put the, a link to the article and maybe some of your contact info in the show notes. If Perfect. That get, sounds good. Get with Amy and uh, get a copy of our little, our little t- TV commercial. Um mm-hmm or, or um, more information or, or give some feedback. Um, yeah, and please do read the article too, because there's more detail in the article that than we could put in the skit. So. Oh, yes, they're, they're, I can vouch for that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I think that I really appreciate your time here. And oh, I appreciate you having me on. This has uh, been uh, really fun. <laughs> fun in a, an unfortunate kind of way but yeah, yeah I mean fun really, yeah. yeah well you know I really it, it was very cathartic to write this article because it had been on my mind and I feel like at some point if you don't speak out then you're starting to be complicit in the process so oh, yes without a doubt who mm-hmm. I think Martin Martin Luther King said some version of that, you know. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Yes, that too, yeah. 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 Um, Well, okay, Uh, you know, keep in touch and um, I'll talk to you soon, I hope. And I really, really appreciate your time here today. Yes, and and everyone keep keep listening to HSV Progressive. Oh, you're so So keep keep, um, putting it out there. Uh, Post it to your social media. And um, let's blow this thing up. Keep having conversations. conversations. That's That's the whole point. That's the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I'll be in touch. You have a good rest of your day, Amy. Thanks. Okay, you too. And I look forward to listening to the rest of the podcast also. Thank you. Okay, all right. Take care. Bye. let down after all that good fun. Um, I want to talk for just a couple of minutes about the Madison County Commission meeting on the 26th of October. Um, So, you know, it fits right in with we're talking about uh, Dale Strong, who is the commission chairman or whatever his proper title is. Anyway, um, so 
not very much to say here that I haven't said about these meetings before. I These meetings go by lightning fast. There's very little public comment. There's very little, discuss, very minute amounts of discussion uh, uh, for these meetings. Um, I, I just will note a couple of things. One was, you know, the, the, the county apparently has to buy some property for Blake Bottom Road improvements that are going on over there. And I just came and take these tiny little parcels of property, the amount of money that the county is paying for them. Uh, I just like, that's like jaw dropping stuff. Okay. Uh, and here we go. Once again, uh, the free dental clinic Inc got money. First Stop Inc. got money. Um, Village of Promise got money. Uh, I'm not saying that these people don't deserve the money, but once again, you see, we're talking about the nonprofit industrial complex, right? Middlemen uh, uh, taking their piece uh, of the pie off of the top of this. Um, they're talking... Oh, oh, yeah, they were talking about... Um, Gas line installation um, at 139 Walnut Street, something, something. But it, it fell out to, like I said, there's very little discussion. So who knows what the heck they're talking about. But uh, it, it came down to, uh, the it was for some wall heaters at some county facility, I think. Um, I'm not sure. But I don't know. I just want to say if these guys not heard about global warming and, you know, that maybe they should, instead of getting a gas line installed... Why don't they put some solar panels on the building? What an idea. It's, uh, then they had a whole, a whole item about some tree removal that they were doing. You know, that's not, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, then some, uh, it's the, then somebody's doing floor mats for some county building, but they didn't, they didn't want to say how much money they were spending. They said something about the money was in the in the details of the agreement. So, I, you know, I'm going to have to say something about transparency there. Um, then there was a, a JAG award to the county sheriff on the recommendation of the DA. No, no, no. It, to the sheriff's department and to the DA um, for JAG. What's JAG? That's... Um, uh, um, it's, it's a, 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 oh gosh, what is it? I don't have it in front of me. Um, it's an, uh, um, an ad, uh, it's a judicial award, okay, from federal government. Okay, how about that? Uh, so they accepted the award. The amount of the award was not stated. Once again, you know, transparency problem there. Um, uh, um, but it was for, Crime prevention and control. Yeah, that's kind of a catch-all nice little phrase there. What are they doing about crime prevention, really? You know, are they doing something about affordable housing? What are they really doing about crime prevention? Are they making sure that uh, our, our citizens are have a well-rounded education so that they become empathetic? Uh, what are they really doing about cr crime prevention and control? Or are they just uh, paying paying overtime to uh, sheriff's deputies. You know, what are they really, what's anybody really doing about crime prevention and control? And I am not the only person out there talking about this stuff. Um, they had some big, uh, I don't know, $13,000 uh, software license uh, 
um, rental agreement, you know, for a year. Uh, Walls Electric got something, um, uh, I don't know, anyway, that's an issue. I don't always catch everything when I'm not actually there in person. Um, item 21 on their agenda was about taking some bids for pest control someplace. I'm going to take this opportunity to say that part of that education I was just talking about would be to teach people that bats are good guys and that maybe we should have bat houses put installed all around everywhere in the county and in the city as a pest control means. Um, and, and quit spraying all these uh, chemicals and killing all the pollinators. We're just heading down a bad road, can I say? You know, we have, um, a, a, like, I don't know, some 80% or something like that of the insects have disappeared. Maybe that. Maybe I'm inflating that. Maybe it's only 60%. We're in dire straits here. I know maybe you're sitting there not exactly feeling it, but you are feeling it, I promise you, and it's not going to get better. Um, they, so here's the next thing they talked about. They just talked, to, they had an item where they approved at, uh, uh, at Liberty Lane subdivision, um, a whole bunch, 30 more lots, 35 more lots, 30 lots here, one track there, two tracks there, 93 lots here, two more lots here, with absolutely no, no discussion about were these needed? What kind of property is it sitting on? What what kind of uh, habitat are they destroying when they build all these houses? Is there a better way to do this? Do they need to make multifamily housing instead of sprawl, sprawl, sprawl? Anyway, you know, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, the last item in the budget, I'm sorry, I really shouldn't say this, but um, it was about budget adjustments. And one of the councilmen, I don't remember who it was, or maybe it was the attorney, said, uh, said something about the new physical year that just started. So, you know, anyway. That's our representatives. Um, there were, were a couple of uh, public comments. Uh, the one, the first one was about, um, the county building, uh, giving a great big tax break to somebody because they were going to be building a new exit ramp for them. And these people, the Madison city watchdogs, I'd like to learn more about who they are, were up in arms about, they didn't need to be given tax breaks to this company. Uh, uh, the, those people need to pay their taxes and there's no need for another exit ramp. And uh, on the surface of it, it sure sounded like they were talking about something that I could get on board with. Um, uh, the, then uh, this, uh, the second public comment, I can't remember what it was. I apologize, you guys. Uh, um, then after, you know, here, here's, they're taking a, they're doing this. So after public comments, uh, the individual commissioners get a chance to say something, which in other words, puts them again in the position of having the last word after the public comments. So, you know, once you've had your public comment, you sit down, you're done. Okay. Then the commissioners get to talk back at you if they so desire. Now, I'm not saying that they did in this particular case, but nobody touched this no exit ramp money, no tax uh, break money issue with a 10-foot pole. Um, Commissioner Edwards 
uh, had a few, uh, most of the commissioners had nothing to say. There's very, like I said, they blow through this agenda at breakneck speed with very little discussion. Uh, Commissioner Edwards did say a few nice uh, fluff, feel-good stuff. That's kind of her trademark, as far as I can tell. Uh, uh, Dale Strong did say something about getting broadband um, out to a particular um, neighborhood or something. Um, And uh, I, I can't say, you know, I happen to think that getting broadband out there, you know, is an equalizing thing and you know, more equality, that's the kind of thing that might address crime. You know, anyway, more equality. Um, so I'm getting some broadband somewhere where it needs to be. I'm, I'm kind of mostly all for that. Um, uh, uh, okay, you guys, that's going to be it for this episode. I really appreciate your tuning in. Please keep listening. Please come back. Please tell people. Please subscribe. Please click the stars or whatever your listening service has on it. Share. And most importantly, like I said earlier, keep having those conversations and, you know, thinking about what the important issues are. I will be back very soon. I got a couple of good interviews lined up. We also had a Huntsville City Council meeting that we're going to talk about. So... Just keep uh, keep looking for the episode to roll in. Um, I know I'm not on a super regular schedule, but I'm just trying to put some content out and work myself to death. In the meantime, also with uh, with uh, school work and everything. So, so uh, you know, just wish me luck and listen for me real soon. I'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.